It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Um. Joining me as he normally does, my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, we're having all kinds of issues today on the uh, technical side of things. So uh, hopefully the podcast goes off without a hitch. We will see how it all works out from there. But uh, we're having a good good uh, and exciting episode going on tonight. Let's talk about uh, different things in just a moment. But first, I want to let you know that tonight's episode is Law Terrain Watches and Accessories. It's always a good idea to have a classic watch on hand, something that looks fantastic with a suit or in the great outdoors. The Navigator Flagger Style Pilot Watch is the gold standard when it comes to watches and functional classics, especially if you want to stand out from the crowd. Visit law-terrain.com. Use sports code, use the code sports stove, and that'll get you 10% off your purchase. All right. Uh, Dan, we're going to talk some football to get things started here today. Um, and I want to start off with a uh, retiring player, LaShawn McCoy, announces that he signed a one day contract and is uh, retiring as a Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, when you look at LaShawn McCoy, I, I think immediately of um, fantasy football and the role that he played on fantasy teams for many years. Had a great career in Philadelphia. He had uh, a couple of years in Buffalo and here and there. I think he was with, what, Kansas City once maybe or something. I don't remember where all he was. But um, nonetheless, Shady McCoy is announcing his retirement. And uh, just another one of those players from days gone by that was great at one time. That- that kind of just faded off uh, and ended his career with no one really paying much attention to him. Uh, your thoughts on LaShawn McCoy and his retirement? Well, he was, like I said, he was a very good player. And kind of the last few years, he'd be one of the main uh, running backs, you know, probably the last 10 years or so. There was a time, like you said, definitely in fantasy football, he was a guy you wanted to have. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad these guys can go back and retire with the team that they kind of really identify with. And definitely an Eagle is what you think of with him. And um, it'd be interesting to see, you know, in a few years where he gets talked in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that will be an interesting discussion because he has had a point in his career where he looked like he would be a doubt Hall of Famer. But I'm not sure how things ended, if it will continue to be that way or not. Um, speaking of future Hall of Famers, Isaiah Wilson. Uh, <laughs> he was the first round draft pick from the Tennessee Titans. He hasn't played a snap or maybe three snaps in Tennessee. Got cut. He refused to come in on time. He was really a horrible uh, professional. He went to Miami, kind of. Uh, got signed after he got cut by Tennessee, or maybe they traded for him, and then they cut him as well before he did anything for them. Now he gets signed to the practice squad of the New York Giants. Dad, when you look at these guys that have talent and potential, but they don't know how to be an adult, um, you know, a lot of times, unless they're really, really good, they don't get a whole lot of opportunities. This will be his third opportunity. What are the chances Isaiah Wilson has grown up a little bit over the last couple months? Well, I mean, I think that'll be the big issue. And I, you know, his history, it definitely doesn't look good. 
and he's going to New York, that's not probably a great place for a guy that has some of the troubles uh, that he had either. Um, so we will see. I'm a little surprised. I'm again, you know, raw talent. He looked good. So I guess somebody makes sense, put him on the practice squad and see. Um, but again, how's he going to do on the practice squad with that mindset? Um, I wouldn't think he'll last very long there either, but, um, you know, it's good to have a guy have another chance and boy, it'd really be something if he ever turned around. Yeah, I mean, Joe Judge is known as kind of a uh, Belichick-style coach. Uh, came, of course, from the Belichick Saban tree. But, um, you know, and he's been looked at this year as being kind of a disciplinary and kind of a guy making people run laps and stuff like that. Uh, if Isaiah Wilson lasts in New York, I'll be surprised as well. But if he did get things turned around, then good job for him. And, uh, you know, we're all four people improving their lives. We talked about last uh, last. Uh, John Jones and Ryan Braun, both just despicable human beings. And, uh, you know, if people change, that's a good thing. That's what we're looking for. That's what we want to see is it's change, people improving and getting better in their lives. So hopefully that's the case for Isaiah Wilson. But I have to admit, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. One of the more intriguing storylines in the NFL this week is Tom Brady returning to New England for the first time. He'll be playing against the Patriots. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, an interesting, <laughs> an interesting storyline this weekend, because obviously Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are not the best of friends at the moment. I think by the end of the day, uh, when it's all said and done, they'll get along just fine, uh, when their careers are over. But that being said, what do you think about Tom Brady's return? Let's start first with the storyline of it. Um, are they both holding grudges? Are they both angry at each other? They both want to slit the other guy's throat. What's the? What do you think the mindset is this week, both with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? Well, I, I think they're both very competitive. So I don't know about uh, holding grudges as much as, I mean, you know, they, they both moved on in some ways. Of course, Brady had great success and it's kind of already showed them that, hey, um, you know, they, they needed him. Um, but they're both very, very competitive, and I don't know that one wants to win this one any more than the other. Um, I think Brady would have the upper hand because, again, the team that he has has more talent. I think he'll definitely rally the troops. I don't know what he'll say, but I think the team on their own will say, hey, we want to go up there and win this one for him. Um, they did that last year, want to win a Super Bowl for Tom, in all honesty. And um, so I think they're going to go up and be really ready to play. Um, New England, you know, I'm sure Belichick will do everything he can. Um, but, I mean, unless there's some kind of crazy scheme type thing or stuff like that, um, I, you know, it's going to be tough for New England. be kind of interesting to see how the fans react. Um, especially now the Braves had the success he did. Um, we have a mutual friend that is a New England fan sometimes, and uh, his, his general thinking was, um, hey, Brady's done great for us, but it's time to move on. Well, uh, I don't know. I do think Jones is going to be a good quarterback. But, um, yeah, like I said, this will be intriguing to see how this goes. I would think most people think before it's over, Tampa could run away with this, but maybe not. And if it stays a close game, it'll definitely be interesting. Brady will be under as much pressure as he probably has ever been in a game. As far as the defense bringing just crazy stuff at him, uh, I truly believe Belichick has lost sleep over this game, preparing for this game, wanting to prove something in this game. Because last year, Tom Brady proved he does not need Bill Belichick to win a Super Bowl. Now, he did need three number one receivers. <laughs> he did need uh, good tight ends, great offensive line play, good running back play, and a solid defense. But he didn't need Bill Belichick. And uh, he was able to do it with Bruce Arians, and that's that's a feat in and of itself. So uh, Belichick now has the chance to prove that he is smarter than Tom Brady. And the way he proves that is by having a scheme that just makes Brady uncomfortable all game. The one thing that has always been successful against Tom Brady has been a pass rush. If you can get to him, knock him down, hit him constantly, 
that's the way you beat them. You look at the Giants Super Bowls, uh, Super Bowl win over New England, and that, that's how they did it. It was just constant pressure and hitting Tom Brady and some miraculous plays on the offense as well. But um, this game's intriguing. Now, the line for this game is set at, I think, what, seven or seven and a half. Uh, I had it on here, and now I've lost it. There it is. Seven seven points right now. I tend to think the Buccaneers win by more than seven points. Yes. Yeah. Well, good good commentary. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just they're the better team, aren't they? They have so much more talent than New England has on offense, especially. And because uh, New England, I still don't get why people were so high on them. I like Mac Jones well enough, but there are no receivers in New England. They, they don't have anybody to catch the football. They've got the tight ends and they haven't played well yet this year but the receivers are not, not good and uh, so no matter how good Mac Jones is he's not Tom Brady good and Tom Brady was able to do it uh, at some points without great receivers uh, but Mac Jones doesn't have that so I think looking at this game I think Tampa wins and I think they win relatively handily but I think the one um, uh, wild card in this all is the scheme that Bill Belichick put up I think we see from all the years and all the success Bill Belichick's had, I think uh, Sunday night we finally see how good a coach Bill Belichick really is. If he's a great coach, then the game plan, whether or not they win or, or lose, if their game plan comes out and does things to mess Tom Brady up, then you can argue even more so that Tom Brady's or excuse me, Bill Belichick's a great coach. Um, where do you think Belichick is when it comes to greatest coach of all time? Well, um, again, I mean, his record is such that New England, you know, the New England dynasty will go down for a long time as one of the best ones um, that there's been in the NFL. Um, is he the greatest coach? Uh, I don't think so. Of course, I'd be prejudiced. Um, he still plays for every year for a trophy with another guy's name on it. And um, so I think it's kind of hard uh, for me, as a Packer fan, to say, well, he's the greatest coach. I thought about that a little bit in the last day or so. Um, he definitely has developed a dynasty in New England, but he did coach in other places before. Um, and, you know, it's not like he has, you know, had a great record there. But he, he got he got Tom Brady. He got an organization. He got an owner that would work with him. He had control of everything. And, um, you know, as far as coach and being able to draft and all that, um, you know, he has really, really done well, no doubt about that. He would be one of the best coaches. You know, I was thinking about that. I don't know at any position it's fair to say, well, they were, they're the best ever. I think you always ought to have a group, maybe three or four, maybe more than that. Because one, you know, different years, the NFL has changed and the situations are different. Um, but definitely, I think when you say who's the greatest coaches in NFL history, then you'd have to be talking Tom Bell or Belichick would be in there for sure. That's an interesting point. Uh, the greatest of all time arguments. Uh, I tend to think Jordan is easily the greatest of all time in the NBA. But uh, again, I didn't grow up around some of the guys and saw some of the guys that you saw play. Um, then you look at the quarterback situation. You get the same names come up all the time. Elway, Marino, Montana, and Brady, as far as the greatest of all times. And you're right, there's a different style of play now. It makes more sense for the quarterbacks now than it did back in the day, uh, which might then bring in some other guys into the conversation if you consider some of those things as well. But I know I've listened to a lot of interviews of people talking about quarterbacks, and uh, it seems pretty consistently that the guys that saw Marino play Elway play and Montana. It seems though that Marino and Elway get a lot more um, kind of like the Peyton Manning argument. Best quarterback, maybe not the the most the greatest career because Tom Brady's got that. But when you look at just overall talent, then you're looking at guys like Elway, Montana to some degree. Uh, uh, Marino, Favre gets put into that conversation. Peyton and and Tom Brady. So that's a great point. I don't know. I think I think that you can argue some sports. There's the greatest of all time, uh, and then are in some positions maybe even as well. But uh, yeah, when it comes down to it, because you look at greatest receiver of all time, you know that might be Calvin Johnson. It might be Randy Moss. 
but most people are going to say Jerry Rice. But Jerry Rice played with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Does that fair? <laughs> I mean, compared to the other receivers. And so, you know, obviously the situation makes a, a plays a big role of the time. The era plays a big role as well. Uh, so that's an interesting. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Interesting thought. I would assume you'd put Belichick definitely yeah, in that top tier of coaches. Uh, Lombardi definitely has a history uh, there. Tom Landry had some, some stuff. Don Shula. Of course, went undefeated. Uh, well, that's only one year, but he had good teams as well. Um, several other coaches throughout throughout the history of the NFL as well. So that's a fun conversation we'll bring back at some point and talk more about. Let's dive into the football games this week. Other than Tom Brady's return to New England, there are some interesting games, some games that no one's going to be able to take their eyes off of, like, for instance, the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. Uh, um, that's going to be a car crash, isn't it? Uh, you're going to be so up, so ugly. You're not going to be able to stop looking at it. Uh, Chicago's at home. We do not know, uh, at least the last time I checked who the starting quarterback is going to be in Chicago, uh, this week. Dad, I look at this game. I was actually just on local radio right before we came on the air here talking about this game. And, um, I think Detroit might be the better team, uh, against Chicago. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think this is a chance for Detroit to, um, you know, salvage their season. I mean, they'll have to win some division games. Um, I, I think they could. I, cause again, I think the Bears, uh, are in a little more trouble organizationally. And, um, you know, of course we talked, I think last time a lot about the coach and about Nagy. And, um, you know, I, I wonder if Detroit wins this one, especially if they won it, you know, kind of handily. Would this be Nagy's last game? I mean, Bear fans just, you know, because, again, Detroit is not that good. Now, um, you know, the the coach, we still, the jury's still out on the Detroit coach, on Campbell. Um, But this is a game that if you're going to rally him, um, you know, even though it's on the road, and that would be the thing that would be the death nail for Chicago, losing at home to Detroit. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be an, especially us that are fans in, in the North, um, NFC North. This is an interesting game, um, to watch. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that either team is really all that good, but boy, there's going to be a lot of, a, a, a lot of effort out in this one. Detroit averages 22 points a game. Chicago averages 13 points a game. But Detroit allows 31.7 points, and Chicago allows 25.7 points. So advantage offense for Detroit, advantage defense for Chicago. And then you got to look at the intangibles and the coaching, and I think advantage might lean to Detroit in this one, even there, just because of how hard the players play for Dan Campbell. I'm not sure that everything is in place where it needs to be. They don't have great talent in Detroit either. But at this point, golf has played better than than just the fields if Andy Dalton's starting again Dalton's the one that got the win in Cincinnati um and then you got Nick Foles possibly starting my goodness what in the world's happening in Chicago uh we need to have a Chicago fan on and talk about this at some point soon but um well I mean what's happening here is is two bad teams facing each other and dad I love what you said this this might be Nagy's last game if Detroit comes into Chicago and wins this game and maybe winning convincingly uh, you've got to think Nagy's gone. Nagy's supposed to be this great offensive mind. He gets this quarterback that's supposed to be this great quarterback, and I think Justin Fields is good. But I think Nagy is royally messed up in this in this season and last season as well. And, and here you sit with a big game in Chicago. It means the world of Chicago and Detroit this week. Nobody else, unless you're a Bears or Lions fan, really cares about this this game, but I guarantee you Bears and Lions fans are going to be glued to the television as this is going to be uh, an interesting game to say the least. Uh, some other uh, interesting 
matchups this week. Washington and Atlanta. Atlanta got their first win finally. Washington has one win as well. Washington's the favorite on the road in Atlanta. And, Dad, when I look at these games, I look at uh, things like um, quarterbacks. Matt Ryan, Taylor Haneke. I'm taking Matt Ryan every every day on that one uh, there. You look at the receivers, I think they're I like Terry McLaurin in Washington better than I like anybody in Atlanta, but Atlanta's healthier. Uh, running backs, you got to give that one to Washington as well. Defense, the Washington defense has not played like they were supposed to this year. They have not been dominant uh, to this point of the season. So I look at this one. Uh, they're giving up about the same amount of points per game. Washington is technically scoring more points per game than Atlanta. Uh, but I like Atlanta as the home underdog here. I, I I don't know. this one. What do you think? Because this one is super evenly matched, or what's going on with this? Um, yeah, this will be an, an interesting game, I think, in some ways outside of, like you said, about the Bears and Lions, outside of fans for these teams, I don't think this is one you're going to pay a whole lot of attention to, uh, but it could be big for the two teams involved. Uh, either one that wins, it could kind of catapult them uh, in a little bit because, again, uh, Washington is in a division um, where they'd have a chance to win a few, and, and really I think we're surprised they haven't played better than they played, um, and you know, Atlanta might be better than they looked early. Bills and Texans, uh, this spread actually has gone up in the last 20 minutes. Um, the Bills now 17-point favorite over Houston. Houston, especially without Terod Taylor, has not been good, but I believe Taylor's going to be back this week. Um, and they're going up against the Bills, who seem to have found their sea legs and are starting to look like what we thought the Bills would look like coming into the season as they had a great game last week uh, with a big win over Washington, 43-21. to And the Week before that, the shutout of Miami, thirty-five, nothing. So, uh, do you think Houston can make this an interesting game, or is it just another one that only Bills fans are going to watch? Um, no, I think Buffalo, like you said, has hit their stride, and I, they should really dominate this game. I don't think there'll be much to watch here, uh, like you said, outside of Bills fans, um, unless Texans are very, very surprising here. Uh, Bills are going to be a really, really good team, and this should be an overmatch. Uh, we're going to keep going with some games that maybe not a whole lot of people are watching. Bill Simmons on his podcast calls these barely watchables. Um, so we'll go through those games first, then we'll come back and hit some of the other ones. Uh, Cleveland and Minnesota. I don't know. Um, you know, Cleveland's a two-point favorite on the road. Uh, they have some injury issues, and honestly, Kirk Cousins has looked pretty decent. For Minnesota, he's been putting up some big stats. He's almost at a thousand yards already. He's got eight touchdowns and no interceptions, so that's pretty solid. Uh, but the Vikings haven't been winning, and uh, now they're coming up against Cleveland. They get them at home. Uh, is this game a game that you think is worth watching? Um, yeah, I, I think it will be because again, the Vikings, if they're going to salvage things, need to win a game like this. But, um, you know, the Browns, are they going to be able to win their division? Then they need to beat teams like this. And uh, the Browns, I think, have, have a really good team. It'll be interesting. They, should, they need to go into places even there on the road at Minnesota and uh, win this one and win it without a whole lot of problems. Uh, Cleveland's defense, you know, was great last week. And um, I, I think that can be the difference in this game in a lot of ways. Titans are playing the Jets. Uh, the Jets have been horrendous so far this week. The Titans have only been average, but an average against the horrendous typically leans heavily towards the average team. Derrick Henry has been running over people. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has been making mistakes, but not as many mistakes as Zach Wilson has been. Uh, this game here, again, I don't think a whole lot of people are going to love to watch this game outside of Titans and Jets fans, the Jets are averaging 6.7 points per game. <laughs> That's not going to win a whole lot of games. But I still feel like there's going to be a week here, and I don't know when it is yet, but a week where all of a sudden the Jets' things click on their offense, uh, where they figure something out, they simplify things for Wilson, or Wilson finally simplifies himself, whatever it may be, and the Jets come out. I'm just not sure that it's this week against 
the Titans. Uh, any thoughts on Tennessee at New York? No, I, I I do agree with you. I think the Jets, it'll click sometime. They would have, their offense would have to click for them to beat the Titans because the Titans, you know, Henry just running right down your throat and that controls the clock. And um, trying to catch up against them, that helps their defense. Uh, and with Wilson being a young quarterback, boy, having to throw every down puts them in a tough spot. Now, if they come out and they can get a lead, they can get a fumble, they can get a return uh, and get up with them, um, your Titans can be beat, no doubt about that, and they can get, they can, they can get rattled. But, um, but the Jets would, I think, have to jump on them early. Uh, no one's watching the Giants anymore. Everybody's pretty much given up on them. They play the Saints this week. The Saints have been one of the most um, lopsided teams. I mean, back and forth, uh, just not sure who they are or what they're doing. They could open up the season with a blowout of Green Bay, 38-3. to Then they get blown out by Carolina, 26-7. Then they handily beat the Patriots, 28-13. Now they're playing a Giants team that is proven that they're not very good this season. Again, maybe things will click eventually uh, with the Giants, but New England's a big-time favorite here um, in this one. Is, is New York going to come alive, or is are the Saints going to do something special again? Uh, I mean, the Saints should handle this game. Again, it's a little hard to know where they're at. Um, exactly, and I think when they start playing more good teams is when we'll kind of get a read on it there, but you wouldn't think they'd have trouble with the Giants, not at home. Their defense is really good, the Saints' defense. They've been playing phenomenal so far. That kind of goes under the radar because all the focus is on Jameis Winston and what he's doing, Um, but the Saints, when you have a solid defense like that, you have potential to, to make some waves, and again, playing the Giants, they've not been good. Uh, so it should be an easy one for the Saints, but those seem to be the ones the Saints are going to lose this year. So yeah. so we'll see how that one goes down. Uh, let's see here. I think the rest of the games overall are pretty decent. So now let's start back. Uh, uh, let's see here. Playing right now, we won't talk about it too much, but it's in the first quarter already. Jacksonville and Cincinnati. Um, just, I mean, is Jacksonville going to win a game this season? Um. I would like to hope they would, but um, they're going to have to. You know, they're they're going they're going we're going to have to see. We're gonna, I mean, they're going to have to be able to be somewhat competitive uh, with some teams before we see that. But I don't think they'll get their win tonight. There's never been an zero and seventeen team, so uh, somebody can make history this year. And there's a few teams looking like they might. You're right. They they're not. They haven't even really been competitive yet uh, this season. When you look at that, you just go, my goodness, just you know. I expected them to look decent. They got absolutely torched by the Texans. They got beat by 10 against Denver. They got beat by 12 against the Cardinals. Um, and the Cardinals are a good team. The Broncos have been good so far. The Texans have not happened. Uh, so, you know, and it doesn't get a whole lot easier for the Jaguars moving forward either. They got a pretty tough schedule. So if they're going to get their first win, now's a good, as good a time as, as ever to do it. I'm just, you're right. I don't think it's coming against Cincinnati. Uh, let's see here. Uh, how about Carolina Dallas? What's your thoughts on that game? Um, again, we you know I is Carolina for real. I think they are. Their defense is going to have to play real well because they are on the road here. Um, again, we both kind of like their coach, and I think this will be an interesting coaching battle. Um, now again, they don't have McCaffrey, so that's really going to hurt them. Um, from there. But um, I think this is a game I'll be interested in watching and seeing. Can the Panthers play with them? Um, or is Dallas, you know, going to really dominate a team like this? They're at home. The other team doesn't have their big runner. So, um, you know, we'll see. Again, I, I, you know, Dallas's problem, I think, you know, is their organization. Um, again, I think if Jerry Jones keeps McCarthy for three or four years, he'll be able to change the culture and it'll help. But uh, right now, I, I I don't think he probably has a great handle on it uh, with the team. You know, Dak Prescott seems to be a very good quarterback. They've got some real talent at receivers. Uh, you know, they've got a running back that's really good, but, you know, he's an interesting case, no doubt about that. Um, 
you know, they got players now that are, you know, bribing the drug tester. Um, you know, it's just not a good, not to me, it's just not a great situation. Um, but, um, we'll see that. It'd be interesting. Um, and see how the Panthers play, uh, from there. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Panthers made a trade this week with Jacksonville. They bring in C.J. Henderson, the young cornerback, which will help them considering that C.J. Uh, J.C. Horn, excuse me, is on the injured reserve. They've got a safety out as well. Um, so they've got some some key spots open on defense that they're trying to fill, which I think is wise. Uh, you look at the other side and you look at Dallas. Uh, I've tried to tell you, you still don't believe me, but Dallas is a legit team this year. They've got a better defense than they had last year. The offense is absolutely phenomenal as long as Dak Prescott is healthy. And at this point, he has been. He's got 878 yards passing, six touchdowns, and two interceptions. Ezekiel Elliott seems to finally be coming along after it looked like Tony Pollard was going to steal his job. And they've got three receivers that any team would gladly take on their team that are just really, really good receivers. I like Carolina a lot. I don't think Carolina is a is a threat as far as uh, – legit Super Bowl contending team. I think Dallas is a contending team this year. And uh, I think, again, being at home, I think Dallas wins this game. Maybe not a blowout, but I think they win this game. And I don't think it's uh, going to be that close. Uh, disappointing teams so far this season, Indianapolis and Miami. Uh, I, I'm interested in this game. I don't know if everybody else is or not. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, playing Indianapolis, and uh, he'll get the start this week. Carson Wentz, the plan is for him to start right now as well, uh, although he is still technically questionable. Uh, I mean, Indianapolis has to get on the win column at some point, but is it going to be this week against Miami? Um, yeah, I don't know. Miami's at home, and um, you know, people had some high hopes for Miami early, so I think this is a game that you know they've got to be ready to play. And in many ways, they got to win. Yeah, I think you're right. Whichever team loses this game, there's going to be a lot of chatter about the changes that need to be made on the team, whether it be coaching staff, whether it be quarterback, whether it means something different, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, whoever loses this one, it's going to get ugly fast from their fan base as it's already been uh, pretty, pretty ugly to this point probably as well. Kansas City and Philadelphia, it's, it's usually a fun Andy Reid uh, uh, re- returning and those kinds of things. But uh, Andy Reid, of course, was sick this last week. Haven't seen a whole lot on him yet this week. But uh, Kansas City's the better team. They desperately need to win after losing two straight. Philadelphia has not really been able to prove that they can do much of anything outside of possibly run the football. Uh, does this one get ugly fast, or does Philadelphia do some surprising and stay in this game? Um, you would think the Chiefs would, would come out really rolling on this. You know, the idea that they'd lose three in a row, boy, that'd be hard to believe. And again, I think Mahomes, you know, is a really exceptional quarterback. I think he's got good leadership. So I would think Kansas City will really come out on fire after him. Maybe the game I'm most interested in this week is the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams hosting this game. Um, most. People are not going to see this game on television because uh, of the the way it's time slotted right now. It'll be Green Bay and the Steelers on most people's television in the afternoon. So um, Arizona and Los Angeles, though, to me, two of the most entertaining teams in the league right now. The Cardinals, incredibly talented and gifted, but I again, I question their coaching. And can he win the big games? The Rams, though, are in with Stafford, and uh, and he's been great so far this season. Can the Cardinals surprise the Rams here, or do you think maybe the Cardinals should be the favorites in this game? Um, I think the Cardinals can. I think the Cardinals are a good team, and I think they could surprise them. I think the Rams are very good, but are they, you know, the dominant team in the NFC? This game will go a little bit of the ways to show that. 
Um, and again, the Rams are at home, you know, got the great stadium, you know, the great fan base there, but, um, Cardinals are good and, um, it, it'll be interesting to see the Rams, you know, got a really good defense. Um, but you know, Murray's really hard to stop and he's got some weapons. So uh, I think this will be one of the more interesting games of the weekend. This could go a little ways in determining the MVP of the season, honestly. Uh, Kyler Murray has over a 1,000 yards passing already, seven touchdowns, four interceptions, and, of course, he's got the mobility as well. But before the season started, I said Matt Stafford uh, is a legit MVP candidate. He's got 942 yards, nine touchdowns, only one interception so far. Cooper Cup's been his main guy with five touchdowns uh, there as well. Uh, the leading receiver in yards for Arizona is Christian Kirk, the fourth string wide receiver. Uh, they are deep. Uh, Arizona is. They got a lot of talent there as well. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I'll get to my pick as I actually have this in my pick six, I believe, uh, here in just a few minutes. Uh, but I think that's, that's the game. If I could just turn on a game and watch it, that's the game I would watch this weekend. Uh, San Francisco hosts Seattle. San- Francisco, a small favorite at home. Uh, Seattle, one and two. 49ers coming off a uh, last second loss to Green Bay. Um, I don't know, Dad. Seahawks, you know, we both said they were going to be down this year. I didn't think they would be bad. I just thought that the other teams in the division were better and was eventually going to kind of run over them. Um, Russell Wilson's looked really good. Seven touchdowns, no interceptions. But uh, he's not had a ton of help on this team either. Uh, San Francisco coming off a loss, though it's hard to come off of a loss like that on short week and get a win. Uh, how do you think that game is going to go? Um, you know, this is a big division game, obviously, and a lot of rivalry there. Um, you know, I think San Francisco is a very good team. So I think they would rebound. And again, I think Seattle, I, I don't know that they're a match for them. Uh, if they come out and really play, you know, they've got a really good defense. Um, and, um, you know, if they can make the offense click, um, you know, they're going to stay with Grappolo right now, and he has played well. We talked about that the other day. And, um, you know, coaching-wise, it'll be interesting to see. Shanahan should be able to bring him out and um, rebound. Denver and Baltimore. It's at Denver, and this line is even, um, which really surprised me because, to me, Baltimore is definitely the better team and, uh, you know, Denver 3-0, and but we talked about this on Tuesday also. They're just not a good 3-0 and team. Um, I think Baltimore takes this game without any problems. Uh, do you agree with me, or do you think that'll be different? No, I agree with you. I think Baltimore's a better team. And, um, you know, Denver has surprised so far, and Denver could be a, a fairly good team this year. But uh, I think, I think the, the Ravens should win this one. Uh, let's see here. Green Bay and Pittsburgh. I have been very vocal from the preseason that Pittsburgh is not a good team this year. Ben Roethlisberger is washed. I'll continue to say it uh, as loud as I can. Green Bay coming off a big win. Uh, are they going to have any problems getting going, maybe still celebrating the win last week? No, I, I think they'll stay focused. Um, I think they'll they'll come on and go on to the next game. The key again here will be the defense. Uh, surprised me a little bit, played as well as they did against the Niners. And if the defense plays good against the Steelers, you get pressure on Roethlisberger, uh, defense gets some turnovers. Um, then I think the offense, um, Green Bay, again, there's a little bit of injury thing. You don't know who's going to be back, but same way for Pittsburgh, a couple of their pass rushers, um, you know, didn't play last week. So, um, I don't think that will affect the game a whole lot, but it will be a little bit interesting to see um, who suits up on Sunday. Uh, we already talked about Tampa and New England. I did One thing I forgot to mention, Richard Sherman signs with Tampa Bay this week to go and play in Tampa. Just another savvy vet uh, with a lot of experience that has had a great career, joining Tom Brady, looking for that Super Bowl ring uh, down there with Tom. Uh, do you think Richard Sherman brings anything to this team now, or do you think he's done? Um, I, you know, again, I mean, you know, he's had a lot of talent. Um, he, he's a guy that can be a distraction. So far, though, you know, Tampa's been okay with everybody. 
Uh, it'd be interesting to see how they go this year, if they can stay together and stay as focused as they were last year, because they do have a lot of strong personalities um, on that team and on the defense. Yeah, and I think Tom does a big has plays a big role in keeping that team together. Sherman has never been the most athletic guy, but he's always been one of the more talented guys, and I think he adds something interesting to the team at the very least there as well. Monday night is the Las Vegas Raiders uh, against the Chargers. The Chargers two and one, but they haven't looked great. They are the favorite in this game, being that it's in L.A., but Carr has been phenomenal so far for Vegas, and Vegas has been an impressive team. Carr has over 1,200 yards already on the season, six touchdowns, two interceptions, 237 yards have gone to Henry Ruggs the third. Herbert, on the other hand, he's almost to 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions, and uh, Mike Williams, their leading receiver, 295 yards, four touchdowns. Um, I think this is an entertaining game. It's the first Monday night game without Peyton and Eli. Uh, so if you want to watch it, you're going to have to listen to the regular crew. But uh, I think this is a good game. This, to me, the second best game on the schedule it would be behind Los, uh, Angel- yeah, Los Angeles Rams and Arizona. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is this is going to be a good game to watch. Um, and be interesting, you know, the Raiders, are they going to be able to stay uh, undefeated? The Chargers, you know, I think have a very good team. Um, and they are at home. They've got a defense. So it'll be interesting. Of course, you know that um, the Raiders know how to scheme for people, too. And um, th- this is just be a very good game and probably a very entertaining game. All right, let's get to our pick sixes. Uh, last week was a rough week. I only got one right. Uh, you had? Did you have three right or two right? I forget now. I had three. I had three right. Okay, I thought you were going to say six, but okay. Um, so let's look at our our picks for this week and what we've got going on this week, Dad. A lot of really big spreads this week, which makes it hard, in my opinion, to pick games according to the spread. Just because when you get those big numbers, it kind of scares me off a little bit. But uh, who are the six games that you've picked this week? Um, all right, I'm going to take uh, San Francisco to cover over Seattle. Um, Green Bay to cover over Pittsburgh. Miami over Indianapolis, cover there. Cleveland to cover over Minnesota. And then um, Baltimore, but they're even now, but I'll take Baltimore over Denver. Okay. And then just to make you happy, I'll take Carolina and the points against Dallas. I'm not sure they'll <laughs> win, but I'm not sure Dallas uh, will blow them out, and uh, it may be within a field goal. Um, but we'll, we'll see um, if they continue to be one of your Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, I, again, contenders. There's a difference between contender and favorite. But, yes, I think they're really good. Uh, and I think Carolina's good, too. I just I think Dallas is too good uh, in this game at home. Uh, I as well pick Cleveland. Uh, they're minus two favorites over Minnesota. And I just, to me, Minnesota's not very good. I think Zimmer is on the hot seat. Uh, but he's got an offense that can definitely put up some yards and points. Um, I, I decided to go with Buffalo. Oh, they're minus 16. Now they're minus 17. When I took them, they were minus 16. So I'm holding on to that line. Uh, minus 16 over Houston. Uh, just kind of looking at what they've been able to do here the last two weeks. That big number scares me. But nonetheless, I'm doing that. I'm taking Atlanta plus one and a half against Washington, uh, thinking that they might come out with a win. And then I'm also going to take Indianapolis. Uh, another underdog. They're plus two versus Miami. You took Miami. Um, I just, I've got to believe at some point the Colts are going to win a football game. So I'll take my chances with that one. I'm going Arizona four and a half against the Rams. That one scares me to death, but I just know the talent that they have. It's a big opportunity for Arizona. So I'm taking Arizona, uh, there. And then I'm also going to take Baltimore over Denver. That game is even, uh, and so I'm going to take Baltimore over Denver as well. I just think they are team and they should be able to come out and win that game so we'll post those pick sixes on social media feel free to comment your picks uh, as well you can always email us at the sports stove at gmail.com your picks or you can just put your 
picks in the comment sections on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. And I get involved with the picks there as well. The one thing we do that not everybody does is when we do good and when we do bad. So you can always find out there and see exactly how things uh, go there. Uh, so in just a minute, we're going to move on to another topic. Watches and accessories. We've got uh, these watches. I'm telling you, they're stylish. They're sleek. Uh, they're impressive watches. All there at Law Terrain. And uh, the Compass is another f- uh, another watch that is available from Law Terrain. And uh, a gorgeous, gorgeous watch. Style and function go hand in hand with this watch, and it offers dependability under any circumstance. It's a very sporty watch, but it also looks good in the boardroom as well. Reliable, versatile, and great looking. Easy to wear every day. The Compass from Law Terrain. Visit law-terrain.com. Use the code SPORTSSTOVE. You're going to get 10% off your purchase. All right, Dad, I want us to transfer now over to baseball. We're going to come back to football in a minute, college football. I want to go to baseball here first and uh, kind of look at where we're at and uh, and what's going on in baseball, the National League is pretty well set at this point, at least with the teams that are in. They're set uh, with who's going to be it. So we've got the teams still working out, with the exception of the National League East, but the Braves only have to win one more game, and they clinched their spot uh, there. So you've got the, the Braves, more than likely. You've got the Brewers who have clinched uh, the Central, and then you've got the the Giants that are two game up on the Dodgers. Dodgers currently, which leaves the Dodgers and the Cardinals as the wild card teams. Uh, let's start with the National League. Have you seen anything this week that's made you think differently about how the playoffs are going to go, or is the National League pretty well? You know, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Milwaukee, and uh, and if anybody else wins, it'll be a surprise. No, I, I think they're all set. Uh, again, you know, a couple a week or two ago, maybe Philadelphia looked like a catch them, but I don't think they're going to with Atlanta. And, of course, St. Louis is in. So um, I think it'll be set, and we'll see about the Giants. I feel good as a Giants fan with a two-game lead with four games left. Um, but we will see from there, and um, we, we'll just see how it goes. But, um Giants continue to get wins, and the Dodgers, the Dodgers do too. They came back what four home runs in the last inning to to get their win last night. So um, they're both going to be you know tough teams to deal with for sure. Um, not only because they played good this year, but they're playing good right now. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. The Brewers, man, they're every year it seems like when we get to the playoffs, something happens, and uh, that hurts the opportunity for the Brewers to go to the World Series. This time, their set-up reliever pitcher, he pitches the eighth inning, Williams, he sets up for Josh Hader. He gets drunk, celebrating, supposedly, and then he punches a wall because he got mad at something, breaks his hand, and now he's going to be out for the playoffs, uh, which there's you know some talk about, oh, this player can step up and fill in, but i just say let Josh Hader pitch two innings and go from there. But... Um, Nonetheless, Milwaukee uh, heading into the playoffs, kind of limping into the playoffs. They got beat up by St. Louis, even though they won one. They lost six out of their last ten games. So they're going to have to find some kind of rhythm going into the playoffs. Now over to the American League, where things have gotten uh, interesting, to say the least. And uh, in the wild card right now, you've got the Yankees and the Red Sox are in. Seattle, only a half a game back from Boston. Toronto's one game back. Uh, this American League just continues to be entertaining uh, heading into the, the the end of the baseball season. Oh, it is. You know, we said Tuesday that we, we'd get here till Thursday and it wouldn't be settled yet, and it's got tighter since then. You've got four teams right there in it. Even the Yankees aren't a shoe-in yet at this point. Um, so it'll be interesting what they're playing Toronto tonight. And, um, you know, that could really continue to be interesting. So, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's going to be settled probably till Sunday. Um, but, uh, it's definitely coming down to be, uh, interesting there. I mean, we got a chance to have a, a tiebreaker. We're going to have to play a game to get into the wild card. 
the Mariners have three games left. They play the Angels uh, in that last series. Uh, Toronto, their last three games is against the Orioles, so that's good news for Toronto fans. Boston, their final three games will be against the, the Nationals, and the Yankees close out the season uh, against the Rays. Uh, so the Yankees have the hardest series coming into the final stretch. Of course, like you said, they are playing uh, tonight. And uh, let's see here. All these daggum hockey scores nobody cares about. Uh, Dodgers are playing down at the Dodgers. The Yankees, uh, you said they're playing the Blue Jays. They're tied 1-1 as we're recording this in the bottom of the fifth. Um, so uh, let's see here. Yeah, so it's, it's Interesting right now, the Red Sox are playing the Orioles, and they're losing currently in the sixth inning. <laughs> That's exciting. So there's a lot of fun things, a lot of fun things happening right now, uh, to say the least. And it'll be how it all shakes out here in the wild card. My hope is uh, that we'll get a guest on to talk more baseball and the playoffs. Of course, our next episode, our next live episode, by the way, won't be till Thursday. We are no longer doing the Tuesday night episode. Uh, so our next live episode will be on Thursday night, but we'll be talking baseball uh, there and, and different things going on. Um, Dad, if you had to predict right now who the two wild cards teams are going to be in the American League, we've talked about it a lot. I thought New York and Toronto were the best options, but Seattle's been climbing here. Um, what would be your predictions here when we get to the end of the weekend of who's who's left standing in the American League? Well, when, you know, you just gave the schedules of who they're playing. Um, I would think the Yankees could fall out of this um, from there. A lot of it will depend on that game tonight. If they win, then that gives them a little bit of a cushion going in against Tampa. Um, I think Seattle has really played hot, and I think they're a team that could get in. Um, definitely from there, like see, it'd be interesting to see Seattle and Toronto be the two teams that jumped up and get in. Um, but it, you know, it's really wide open. You said Toronto plays Baltimore, right? So, uh, Toronto uh, plays, yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, that's a help. But again, Boston, you know, plays, plays Washington. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to come right down. And you may be right. There may be a playoff. Uh, to get into this, and it could be, I guess, a couple games if three teams tied at the end there, and uh, may very well be looking at that. And this just continues to cap off what I think has been the best baseball season we've had in a really long time. Uh, just a great, great, great year for the Major League Baseball, in my opinion. Let's quickly cover some college football as we're getting close on time uh, here and, and almost to the end of the episode, but uh, college football this week there's some interesting games being played in the top 25 let's start with Ole Miss and Alabama uh Lane Kiffin he's a character and uh he's an entertaining character but I feel like this is the kind of game where Nick Saban goes to his team and saying we are not going to look foolish against this guy uh and they're just going to come out and dominate uh but Ole Miss's offense has been phenomenal this year uh how close do you think this game is um, I would think Alabama will win by a couple couple touchdowns when it's all over at the end. Um, but again, Ole Miss, you know, um, you know, Kiffin will definitely have everybody fired up from there. Just talent wise, Alabama looks so good. Um, I would think Alabama will win. Two top ten teams playing this week: Georgia versus Arkansas. Georgia's ranked second. Arkansas's ranked eighth. Georgia's an 18-point favorite at home against Arkansas. Um, Sam Pittman's got his his Razorbacks playing pretty solid football this year. Do you think they have a chance to upset the Bulldogs? Well, I think, um, again, if they are going to be for real, then this is a game um, that they're going to win. It's going to be hard to go into Georgia and do that. I think Georgia's a very good team, and I think Arkansas is going to start to stumble on probably this week, even though I'd be all for the hogs. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't have Georgia's a team 
that I've got to see them do it for a whole season to actually believe in them. I'm not going to believe in them until they've won. Um, so Arkansas is a team that I don't expect to win this game. I don't think it's going to be an 18-point game, though. I think I think Arkansas can keep it closer than that. Um, but nonetheless, that's where it's sitting at right now. Notre Dame at home coming off a big win uh, on a neutral site and, uh, again, an underdog at home. Notre Dame's an underdog to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's seventh. Notre Dame is ninth. Um, I am just shocked that no one thinks, or that the people who put the spreads out there uh, don't really respect Notre Dame that much. Yeah, um, again, you know, the Cincinnati may be the real deal here. Um, but again, this, if Notre Dame wins this one, then we talked the other day, they can probably run the table. But uh, this is Cincinnati's this Cincinnati Super Bowl right here. If they're gonna, because you know they're probably gonna win the rest of the season too, and this would be the signature win that they need, um, you know, to have any shot of getting in the playoff. You say Cincinnati could be the real deal, but can't Notre Dame be the real deal? Um, they could be, they could be, <laughs> but again, Cincinnati's been building here the last couple of years, and. Um, I mean, you know, this is their opportunity. I mean, if 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 they're going to make a move and get up into the big time, uh, you know, they're moving to a different conference here in the future. Um, you know, this is a game they got to win. But again, Notre Dame, like you said, very good, and they could come out and just you know surprise everybody, control this. And I am surprised that Cincinnati is favored. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying about Cincinnati. I agree with you as well. This is their Super Bowl, all that kind of. stuff. But Notre Dame is sitting here. They were they were underdogs to Wisconsin, and they dominated Wisconsin. Now they're underdogs at home to Cincinnati. You've got to think they're sitting there going, what in the world? What do we have to do? Uh, and if I was Cincinnati, I'm upset they're favored uh, against Notre Dame. I don't, want to, I don't want to give them any extra motivation going into this game. I think Notre Dame is out to prove as much as Cincinnati is going out to prove something. Cincinnati's trying to prove that they're – uh, real that they are legit that they can compete with the big dogs. Notre Dame's out to prove that they are the team that their record says that they are, and that they're the can uh, still a program that has a great history, but also a great present as well. And uh, I'm just I'm really surprised by this. Uh, it's not a big big line or anything. It's one and a half points, but I am real surprised that Notre Dame is not favored in this game. Both quarterbacks, both teams are playing well, but Cone has been phenomenal. 986 yards, nine touchdowns, two picks. Uh, running the football, Cincinnati, that's where they've been strong. They're leading running back, 300 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, the pass game has been more effective for Notre Dame than the run game. Uh, defensively, Cincinnati has not, not given up very many points this season. Um, and uh, they played Indiana, but then other than that, they played Murray State and Miami of Ohio. And that's just not the same as what you're looking at with Notre Dame coming off a game against Wisconsin, a game against Purdue that they won handily. And I know Purdue's not great, uh, but they're not bad either. Then they beat Toledo and Florida State as well. I think Notre Dame handles this game. I I am really really surprised uh, by that uh, by that that line at the very least. Uh, the other the top twenty five game we got two ranked opponents going against each other is Baylor versus Oklahoma State. Um, Baylor's been climbing. They climbed into the top 25 this week. Any thoughts on that game? Um, no. Again, you know, Oklahoma State has kind of rallied a little bit. So it'll be a big big game as far as, like, the Big 12's concerned. Um, but I, I don't know that it's going to be any any big thing at the end of the year as far as the conference. Any other games this week? Weekend on Saturday that uh, you're looking forward to? I think Michigan and Wisconsin is kind of interesting. You know, it, we don't think Michigan really is for real. This is going to be a good team. Again, I, I don't know what happened to Wisconsin last week. And if Wisconsin is going to salvage anything, uh, then, you know, they can do it with a win against Michigan. Uh, again, I don't know if either one of these teams are going to be in the playoff uh, or the Big Ten championship at the end, but this is going to be a, a, a statement game for both teams. Yeah, I like that one. I like LSU at home against Auburn, and I also like Arizona State on the road against 
UCLA. Big games coming up this weekend in college football. I'll be covering EKU versus Tarleton State down in Richmond, Kentucky. Uh, you can follow along on Twitter at Sports Stove if you'd like to follow along with that game uh, there as well. We've got a uh, new local hour coming out next Wednesday. Like I said, we are not recording again on Tuesday, so our next live episode will be on Thursday night. And, of course, we'll have the episode on Wednesday morning for you, uh, the local hour as well. We are all out of time. Thank you for those listening on Unhinged Radio for tuning in with us uh, here. Thank you for everyone who joined us live and everyone who listens to the podcast. Thank you. The month of uh, September has been our largest month yet as far as listenership. So we thank you so much for your support and for your help. And we hope that you'll continue to listen. Help us out by sharing, liking, reviewing, and subscribing, all those good things, and helping us to continue to grow. We sure appreciate you. Thank you to Law Terrain. Make sure you visit Law Terrain, law-terrain.com. Use sports, uh, sports Stove as your code at checkout for a discount. Thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's episode. Until next time, I'll see you around the Sports Stove.